Welcome back to Tuesdays with Tim, the podcast that touches on all things related to brain injuries among children and those impacted by my son, Luke. A lot of my guests have been moms um, who have been the caregiver for their, their child. Today, I am blessed to have a father on with us today, Ramsey Lesnett. Um, I thank you very much for being here, first of all. Thank you for having me. We are um, at our conference now, and where we have over 120 families, and have had the, pl- the privilege to meet you and, and your wife, Naomi. Last year, Naomi was at our conference, and you had she had her daughter, your, your daughter here as well. But um, if you could do me a favor first and take me back to what happened to your daughter, Aria, who's now four. Um, so my wife, our, with our first pregnancy with Aria, um, everything was normal. Everything was good. All of the scans, every, you know, appointment that we went to, everything was very typical. We weren't aware that anything was going to be wrong or, you know, was going to happen. And naively, we just thought everything was going to be okay. My wife comes from a family that everybody was pretty much born at home, home births and everything. And I came from a family that everybody was in a hospital. So we decided to meet halfway and we're at a birthing center. And, um, Without going into so many details about the birthing center and everything, we did have some complications there. During labor, um, Aria's heart rate started to drop, and they tried repositioning Naomi to reposition Aria in the womb and get things straightened out. The heart rate did come back up. At that point in time, we should have been sent to the hospital for an emergency C-section. We weren't. Um, and we started losing the heart rate again an hour or two later. I'm not sure time-wise what it was. It all seems like it took forever. But um, they lost her heart rate, and um, sorry, thinking about it, just um, they lost her heart rate and gave my wife an episiotomy and pulled her out. Basically what was happening was is every time – Naomi was, or Aria was crowning and coming out, the cord was wrapped around her neck twice and kept pulling her back in. So every time she crowned, she was being strangled and pulled back in. Um, so the episiotomy, they unwrapped the umbilical cord and, and, and pulled her out, and she was blue, gray, uh, and I was sitting there holding Naomi, who was cut open, and they were trying to, you know, resuscitate aria and did about 33 minutes later according to the medical reports again seemed like forever but um and then she was taken to the the local hospital and then transferred from there because they didn't have a nicu capable enough to john hopkins that was on i guess she was she was born july 25th july 25th of 2019 yeah from 2019 to today her improvement her diagnosis? She's been diagnosed with uh, HIE, cerebral palsy, epilepsy, cortical visual impairment. She's G-tube fed um, amongst, you know, other things. She's got dystonia. She's got, um, and I believe the, the actual term for the CP that she has, cerebral palsy that she has, is spastic quadriplegic. Um, and as I'm 
everybody is aware, there's not a lot of information for what to do, where to go, and everything. So we were basically at the mercy of John Hopkins' doctors telling us what was what um, until we started, you know, getting more involved with it looking up information and Naomi following you actually and, and reading your, your first book, I believe. Um, and, uh, slowly the last two years, probably we've started making some actual invent like milestones with Aria. Um, and those milestones, uh, so the different therapies that we've done and tried, and we've tried a whole bunch that haven't worked out for her. Um, but her motor function, she can't walk or talk or hold her head up a lot, but she, the last year has been being able to hold her head up a lot more. She looks like she's more aware. Um, and, um, she actually just started cooing like two months ago in relation to something going on. Like if she was needing to burp and she's lying on her back and knowing she can't burp cause she would um, vomit a lot. She started to coo and lift her up. She'll burp and then she'll coo to be, go back down and, and, and be okay and everything. Um, which for us is massive. I mean, that's, you know, being able to communicate, she hasn't been able to at all for four years. So the start of her being able to tell us little things that are going on is, you know, game changing and just awesome. She also doesn't vomit as much anymore um, with the therapies that we are, are doing uh, with some of the people here at the conference. It, it, I mean, it has been, again, for us, everything is a inch, but that inch for us is a mile. I mean, it, 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 it's a huge step, even though those milestones aren't like the one-month, two-month, six-month milestones that typical children have. I remember when I first asked Luke to blink if, and I didn't know for sure if that was Luke. And then eventually a year later, Luke, move your tongue if you think the Saints are going to win. And he moved his tongue. <laughs> so I understand for for me that was as if he just, you know, yeah. won a race. Yeah. And, and it was that special. And at that time we knew he understood. So when you are able to communicate and the fact that when, when I'm hearing you talk about communication, it is everything. It is. And, and so speaking of communication, you know, I, when I talk to, to moms about their situation and, and the majority of the moms are the caregiver, they're going to therapies, they're juggling the household with another child or two and their spouse. I always talk to dads about the importance of being involved as much as possible, not only with their wife, of course, but really with, with the child who has special needs. Yeah. I, I knew right away when we met that you were that dad. Tell me about it. Uh, I mean, I try to be involved as much as I can. I mean, uh, I have to work because Naomi is our caregiver uh, for Aria full time. Um, and there's only so much that I can do time-wise throughout the day. Um, I do a lot of hanging out and playing with them. I don't do a lot of the therapy stuff because all of that is during the time that I'm at work. Uh, but when I'm home, uh, I'm either holding Aria and feeding her or just loving on her because that's my favorite time of the day is we have a couch that um, it's perfect placement. She sits on my lap, 
and my arm can be perfectly around her, but it holds her up in a nice position, and she has her head, you know, resting on my shoulder, and I could just sit there all day long, and that's what I like to do, but we do have a two-year-old, almost two-year-old at home as well, um, and uh, she always wants my attention and gets a little jealous, so, but she's an adorable um, little sister to Aria, and uh, does love her to death and we'll get pictures and stuff of of her just you know putting her head on her shoulder and and everything but uh you know as far as you know communication is concerned with my wife and everything like that she's wonder woman she does everything to the point where i'm just a helper and i'm trying to do whatever i can to help her do what she needs to do because she has it all in her mind what needs done she makes all the food the the for aria all the blends and everything um you know i do diapers sometimes you know different things like that but i i i just try to 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 hold them and and love them as much as i can you know we talk about communication and hoping that our child uh, is able to communicate with us but really that word applies also to um husband and wife oh absolutely not just in an in an everyday normal marriage to be successful, but in this case. And, and I know that, that um, both of you could be experiencing different types of grief, oh, different yeah. types of pain, different types of emotions. How have you been able to handle that? Oh, we absolutely are experiencing completely different types of grief and emotions for my wife. And I can't speak to her, you know, for her, you know, completely, but she definitely relives the moment of the birth, you know, very often. Um, we had a scheduled C-section for our youngest daughter, Amelia, because we didn't want to go through anything. And not that there's not complications with that, but, um, you know, she's still affected by it. And you can see her when she's talking to, to people at the conference here, she will start to, you know, get that feeling and anxiety and everything. Um, for me, you know, I see it in a completely different light than her, so you would think that we butt heads on it, but I think it balances it out because she is so uh, I guess the I don't know what the the correct word would be because she is so you know anxious about things like that and things like drownings happening to other kids and everything um for me, I am just glad that she's around and and blessed that she and not that Naomi's not because she is as well but that's what I focus on completely and just loving them as much as I can because she's a miracle and she has brought so much joy to my life just you know knowing the fact that she can and does realize that if I'm holding her as opposed to somebody else She's relaxed. Her tone doesn't flare up and everything. She knows dad. She knows dad, yeah. And and that, to me, is basically, you know, her saying I love you. Now, hopefully, she does say that at some point. But, yeah, it's just I'm always looking for the 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 positives and looking at that side of things. So, again, not that Naomi's not. It's just that together it balances it out to where we're – doing everything and focusing on everything as a couple. You mentioned um, the position when you hold Aria in, on the yeah. couch. Um, we had a chair, and um, 
that chair uh, is is with me all the time. I, I had a hard time sitting in that chair after Luke passed, but now I sit in it a lot because it, it gives me a different feeling. But I used to hold Luke the same way in my arm, and we would turn on the TV and watch football yeah. or baseball, and I would... I'd be the, the commentator, and yeah. that was my most incredible time. Yeah. Uh, because, I, like you said, I knew Luke loved it. Yeah. And that was his way of saying, I love you. Uh, I had dealt with anger um, and what happened with us. I had struggled with being bitter and, and having a hard time forgiving. How have you, four years later, dealt with those things? Uh, so, I mean, I, I feel like that's a natural thing. I mean, I still have anger. I'm not going to say that I don't. And I say I look at all the positives. I do. And I try to keep that open mind and everything. There are things that absolutely make me upset with what families in our situation have to deal with. And the fact that there isn't enough people like you that are trying to get the awareness out and trying to allow the resources to be there for everybody. Um, as far as specifically being upset about what happened to Aria and why it happened and crisis of faith, whatever people would want to call it, um, I absolutely believe that she is going to do great things regardless of what condition she is in. And I think that like Luke, she's going to inspire so many people and so many, you know, different avenues for, for, for different things. She's inspired me to, to do better and be better in many different aspects of my life. Um, but there's always going to be anger. There's always going to be, you know, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to my wife? She's like the, you know, most amazing person ever who has this heart that she just gives to everybody and when I met her she at, at the church that we met at she would do everything for everybody and not ask for anything in return and now she can't give her heart out to everybody like she used to and wants to do so she kind of lost her identity now that is frustrating to me because I don't feel like I've lost my identity, but I don't know how to help her get hers back. So there's definitely frustration, anger. There's definitely things that we can and are going to be working through, you know, even to this day. But four years later, it's she's a miracle. She's she's here. And and we had two families in the past six months that lost four year olds that are in similar conditions or that were in similar condition to Aria. The one thing that whether it's it's our conference or when I'm talking to parents is that we tend to feel isolated because we're oh, yeah. so focused on on our child but when you're around all the families and you talk to whether it's Facebook groups or keeping in touch uh, you realize you're not alone yeah. and it's a very special opportunity to uh, talk about whether it's, hey, this helps my child, how can this help yours, that kind of thing. Um, but we know that the brain heals. Yeah. And, and Luke had his biggest healing in year six. And so I know that, that Aria is, because of her therapy, she's going to get better. But I think her most important therapy is the love she's getting from mom and dad. Absolutely. Um, we, we also experienced, my wife and I at the time experienced dealing with Luke's situation differently. It's quite common. And then when Luke passed, the same thing, um, dealing with grief differently. 
Um, counseling was important. Uh, therapy was important. Um, hope it's not too personal to ask, but, but have you and your wife gone through any sort of counseling? We have not. Uh, we have talked about doing something like that at some point. We have never dove into it. Um, not that we don't need to, and I think that we could benefit from it. I think it would be more beneficial, though, separately than as a couple therapy. Because nothing in my mind, and I can confidently say <laughs> to my wife or about my wife that you know nothing in our minds are going to change the fact that we are in it together and in it with our kids and um, you know nothing's going to change that but I do fully believe in mental health and needing to have something to, to do with that unfortunately insurances also don't cover that kind of thing <laughs> so it's not diff- not an easy thing to do when you're paying it out of pocket we um, have always been told or at least I have been told by so many people so many times that you can't take care of your child until you take care of yourself unless you take care of yourself yeah. uh, I did I le- lived on very little sleep I struggled with with not exercising um, you and your wife Me taking too. Ca- <laughs> you and wife taking care of yourselves uh, the best we can we definitely need to be better at it um, the way that I was raised was you you take care of the people around you and your family um, my dad is my best friend. Uh, he was my best man in my wedding. Um, and the values that he and my mom instilled upon us and my, my grandparents um, were that you just do things for the people around you, your family, regardless of what the situation is. Um, and Ari needs a lot of stuff. So we have definitely been focused on that. And Amelia probably has been, you know, put on the back burner, you know, herself because of everything that RES had to, you know, we had to deal with for her. Um, But we try to do our best and, uh, you know, definitely could, you know, we definitely could work on ourselves a little bit better. I think that little sweet uh, Amelia, (laughs) who at two years old, is going to be one amazing little sister. Oh, absolutely. Her big sister. She's going to be an amazing advocate. No question. You know, the greatest responsibility, the greatest thing in the world uh, is being a father and uh, blessed to have three amazing daughters and, and Luke was my only son um, but I, there's nothing that, that I love more you talked about the word identity um, I was a coach for a long time that was never my identity being a father is my identity and uh, I'm sitting right now in front of a father who I think is uh, one heck of a father and uh, Ramsey I wish you the best um, with your daughters with your wife and uh, moving forward thank you so much for joining us thank you appreciate it